Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Saskatchewan toaster. Hmm. Uh, I was gonna say Montana crossing guard. Uh, the flying delegate. Uh, so uh, uh, this one, uh, if you don't know this one, you're gonna have to use your mind a little bit. But I'm sure you can come to a conclusion on how this works. Uh, the Honda Civic Humdinger. Piping hot lunch beats. <laughs> um, Don't ask, because, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> uh, the Mother of Pearl. Uh, so, follow me here. Okay. Maybe you'll disagree. Uh, the Milky Musketeer. Now, I know that one's on the border. It's on the border. But, but it, the, the visual it brought to my mind... Um, made me include it. Okay, now I can I can accept that. Like that I'm visualizing fair. visualizing an actual musket that is a water gun <laughs> filled up with milk. That's um that's quite an image. Uh, February cheesecake. <laughs> um, one hundred percent natural ingredients. I um. You know, this is how I roll, <laughs> but the Florida Georgia line. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Frampton comes alive. Uh, the corn cob pipe. The gentle sweep into horse stance. <laughs> 40 candles. An absorbent amount of broccoli. The Bay Area boombox. <sighs> The Tampa cup holder. How many of these are just going to be places and things together? Well, I mean, I've been trying, but okay, fine. The San Diego sunburn. I think I have one last one. The Helsinki hot air balloon. <laughs> I like that. Um, the, uh, the Costco bargain. <laughs> uh... The, you know what? I am drawing a blank. Right animal now. style. <laughs> Reverse animal style. <laughs> uh, the happy appy. Uh, I think we're bereft of sex moves that don't sound sexual. Yeah, I think we we, we kind of wore that one out pretty quick. But you know, uh, bravo everybody. Bravo, um, you know your shit. You the Rico, have... the Rico Suave. Oh dear God. <laughs> you, you have to be a. Um platinum tier lesbian to pull off a Honda Civic Civic humdinger. <laughs> I still I'm still fond of the flying delegate. Yeah, that's that's pretty strong. Um <laughs> the the um the so, much, so much terrible comes to mind when I consider piping hot lunch meats. <laughs> that is literally the least appealing uh move I can think of. Like name for a move I can think of. Well, um, for sure, for, for those that are like a little confused as to what the Florida Georgia line is, it involves a clamp and it involves one's taint. I presume for extra spice to the effect, you have to make sure your whoever is involved knows that that's how you roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, some someone who... Uh, has a little uh, Hank and a little drank on their mixtape uh, <laughs> is is Graham Graham 
who is joining us for this episode. Really? Of, of uh, what is the show? Uh, this show <laughs> is... Uh, Piping Hot Lunch Meat. <laughs> This the show is piping uh, hot analysis. Yeah, piping hot analysis. We didn't undercook this one. This has actually been served piping hot. It's burnt even. Uh, well, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. But let's start with the Graham Graham. Yeah. So uh, Graham Graham, tell us a little bit. No, don't sell the Megazord and destroy that Catholic Church. Uh, oh man, it's been there for over four hundred years. It's a pretty old Catholic. I don't know what it's doing in America, but yeah, okay. the fact that it's over 400 years old. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was a Catholic church for the Native Americans. You don't know. Uh, what set up by the conquistadors? Possibly. I mean, okay. <laughs> I think they had other things on their minds besides building churches for indigenous people. Um, um, if they if they did, maybe they should have made the church a little sturdier. Well, maybe they, it doesn't you know, get taken down by a megazord. Megazords weren't uh, weren't as big of a priority back then. They they were more worried about kaiju. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, uh, I'm David. Uh, I have often walked down this street before. Uh, Dead Palette is the one who brought Graham Graham here. Yep, and. Uh... And uh, she she stole my part of the Megazord. That's un- which which part was yours? The saber tooth tiger or the, the oh yeah? So the saber tooth tiger, <laughs> the saber tooth tiger, mastodon, pterodactyl, tyrannosaurus, dick, <laughs> mastodon, Metallica, Slayer, ACDC. <laughs> Uh, motorhead <laughs> by your powers combined we are fucking metal <laughs> <laughs> the metal megazord is the coolest idea <laughs> that is pre- that's pretty fucking that is that is pretty fucking metal <laughs> oh and 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 alan for those of you who don't know us i'm david dead palette and alan's here too hi uh we're reading baraska part three today um, we are about to embark into the... And yet, for some reason... Ah, and, we can. And yet, for some reason, this episode art is still flabber. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Why does he keep coming up? <laughs> is it because I, I was a typical <laughs> average kid inside his haunted mansion at least one time? Could be. <laughs> Look, I know flabber, I think, got confused about which haunted mansion I'm a huge fan of, so... It's uh, I mean, it's a different picture of Flabber this time, but also it's upside down for some reason. Yeah, and and the colors are inverted. Yes. <laughs> Photo naked of Flabber. <laughs> <laughs> Photo naked of inverted Flabber. <laughs> the Wario of Flabbers. <laughs> Re- Rebelf. <laughs> Rebelf. <laughs> Rebel. Uh so let's let's just let's just get this going. Oh, there it is everybody. Up on the scoreboard, the new stupidest me. <laughs> Show me photo negative flabber. Ah, it's still Wait. fuckable carnivore. Wait, shit, still fuckable carnivore. Uh. Uh, okay. Mm. 
Do you think she blames herself? I don't know, man. Probably. I stretched out on the reclined seat of my Chevy and pulled the bill of my hat lower over my eyes. But do you think she's okay? No, she fucking jumped off the roof. She's probably dead. I think... <laughs> I mean, I meant Kimber. Oh. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, because, I mean, otherwise... I mean, she flat. lived long enough to apologize to the <laughs> EMT. I didn't answer him. I certainly she, yeah, had... she, she does blame herself for jumping off, quite <laughs> obviously. <laughs> You think she's okay for a pancake? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Kyle, I I think her place in the uh, in this year's Royal Rumble was really kind of gratuitous, but all right. (laughs) Kyle, before you pursue that line of questioning, you might want to want to want to pull out and take a look at yourself. No, that was so two episodes ago. I didn't answer him. I certainly hadn't been okay with Whitney when Whitney died. And Kimber was even closer to her mom than I was to my sister. She was definitely not okay. Sam, seriously, I'm fucking freaking out here. It's been two days. Sam, seriously, serious Sam. (laughs) I pushed my hat up off of my face and looked over at Kyle, who was admittedly a wreck. His eyes were bloodshot, his face sallow, his head red hair was greasy, his palms were sweaty, his knees weak, arms were heavy. Dude, mom her mom summer. just committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> you know how close Kimber was to her mom. She was getting some time, and she'll be okay. You know how just... you know they missed the obvious warning sign was that night she didn't make her spaghetti. She made lasagna and meatloaf. <coughs> it was a cry for help. Oh. Oh. Um. It's uh, David. No, it's you. Yeah. It's you, dead pilot. No, Isn't I just it? read. No, you, dude. Her mom committed suicide. Oh, okay. So that's me then, dude. Her mom committed suicide. No, the next one. Oh, she hasn't answered any of my texts or calls. I've left her like nine voicemails. Man, I think I'm going crazy. Institutionalized. Uh, just have to give her space. Absolute darkness. All that I see. Dead yeah. parents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's my, my, he still couldn't say it around me. I'm supposed to be looking after her. What, your cousin? <laughs> Zelda is your uncle dies. I, I sat up and pulled the chair up right behind me. Look, Kyle, I know you want to help Kimber, and I want to help Kimber too, but she hasn't answered our calls. Then spin to school or come to the door when we've stopped by her house. She doesn't want to see us right now, and we have to be okay with that. Right now, Kimber knows what's best for Kimber. Kyle, you just need to, you just need to pull out a little bit. Got to pull out. I mean, out pull back a little space. bit. Pull back a little bit is what I meant to say. What about the suicide note? You think that has something to do with it? I decide. We don't even know if there was a note. Kimber's dad was upset and messed up when he said that, and it's possible I misheard him anyway. Maybe he said there was a suicide tote, like a tote bag. <laughs> Maybe there was a suicide goat. You get a goat and a bucket of paint and just start <laughs> writing your message. <laughs> I don't want to live in this cruel world anymore. And then you just pin the goat to your chest and jump off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if, it'd be unfortunate, though, because if the goat dies with you, then how is the goat going to relay the message? Yeah. Better turn around. If you die, tie the goat to your chest, you better you'd better do a backfall. 
Yeah. Take the brunt of it. <laughs> I asked my dad. Because there's a system of pulleys. And on one <laughs> side, there's the goat down Remember? at the bottom of the building. Remember and earlier? Then, when... And then connected to the rope is the mother. The mother jumps off and then flings the goat up into the air <laughs> towards the person that is supposed to receive the note. Remember earlier when I said reverse flabber was going to be our new dumbest meme? <laughs> Suicide goat. <laughs> I asked my dad, and he said there was no letter. Uh, <laughs> right. Because your dad is such a beacon of truth. I t- one look at Kyle, and he told me he'd immediately regretted his words. I shrugged. I don't know what to believe anymore. Uh, the truth is out there. The truth was that I knew what I heard. Mr. Destro had said something to the cops about a letter, but I couldn't tell Kyle that. Not right now. He was already worried that his relationship with Kimber was part of the reason her mom had been so depressed. I asked my dad about the letter when he'd come, <laughs> come home after that long night, and he sighed. Run both of his hands through his hair in a tired, uh, in a tired away, and said, "Sam, I don't know what to tell you." Anne Destero didn't leave a suicide note, and this is the first time I've heard of it. Heard Why you always death. lying? Uh, with our best friend in mourning and our investigations on hold, Kyle and I had been existing in a sort of suspended state. We went to school intermittently, skipping classes here and there, missing end-of-the-year tests, and smoking more weed than either of us could afford. Without Kimber there to set us straight and keep us in line, we were lethargic, brooding, and irresponsible. I'd never realized how much I relied on her. Um, how, long, how, long after, how long after the suicide is this? Because I thought, I thought they were just starting summer vacation. Good question. Yeah. Unless they're about well, to, they're still about to wrap it up. Yeah, it says missing end-of-year tests. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Kyle and I skipped the last two periods of the day and debated on whether we should even go to school tomorrow, which was the last day of our sophomore ah, year. Ah, there we go. We finally decided to show up for second period, which I was glad we did because Kimber showed up in biology. Oh. I didn't even see her at first. My head, uh, I had my head down on the desk resting on folded arms when a, I felt a meek hand pat my shoulder. I turned around to see her standing there, looking unsure and uncomfortable. I gave her a half smile, and she pulled her hug and pulled her into a hug. There we go, Brandon. But it wasn't a super comforting, not-at-all-awkward Kimber hug. It was a longer, weaker hug, and I felt so protective in it that I was sad when it was over. Aw. How are you doing, Kay? I asked her when she finally released me. <clears throat> Kimber, Kimber, you've, you've never called me Kay before. That's, that's really awkward and not the time to try that out. Kimber wiped a tear off of her cheek. I'm okay. And she gave me a wobbly smile and I knew it wasn't true. Gave me a flubbery smile. Give me a flubbery smile. <laughs> I I wrapped her into another quick hug as Phoebe Dranger Phoebe Dranger gave a snotty look. Uh have you seen Kyle yet? Uh no, I have next period with him. He's been worried about you. 
I know, she said, sliding her eyes to the floor. Things have been really hard for me at home. It's okay, I said. We're here for whatever you need. Yeah, that's that's what I was hoping. Whatever you need. Since it was the last day of school, our teacher, Mr. Founder, was just happy to return our graded tests and tell us bullshit the rest of the period. Kimber talked about the arrangements for the funeral that weekend and chided Kyle and I for skipping finals to get stoned. When the bell rang, I could see that Kimber was both excited and nervous to see Kyle. As we picked up our bags, I assured her that Kyle wasn't mad. He was just worried about her. She threw her bag over her shoulder, set her jaw, and nodded. She was trying so hard to keep it together. <clears throat> as soon as Kyle saw her from the, down the hall, he slammed his locker shut and walked towards us with such intensity that I began to wonder if maybe he was mad. He pushed, pushed past a dozen people without so much as glancing at them and left a curious, if annoyed, crowd in his wake. When he finally reached us, Kyle threw his backpack against the wall and swooped Kimber up in the sort of way you'd see in old black-and-white movies. Everyone who'd watched all this unfold, including me, groaned in unison. (laughs) Since most of the teachers weren't even bothering to take attendance that day, I went to calculus with Kimber and Kyle, where they had the same conversation Kimber and I had 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 last period. Towards the end of the hour, the conversation faltered, and became uneasy. Kyle and I exchanged a look over to, uh, over the top of Kimber's head, and I nodded at him. Kimber, he said quietly, "Did your mom leave? Did did you, mom, leave a letter?" What? Kimber asked in surprise or possibly confusion because I'd said you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Why you always lie? I heard your dad talking about a letter on that day, on the day, on Tuesday, I said. The day when your mom fucking killed herself by jumping off of a building and (laughs) flung a goat at your feet. Oh. (laughs) As we waited for her to continue, the bell rang for lunch. Everyone filed out of the room, and the three of us stayed still sitting in our desks. Uh, Kimber, I finally said. She sighed sadly and looked over at Kyle. Yes? What did it say? He asked nervously. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I asked my dad for it when we got home, and he said I misheard him and that there was no letter. He said not to mention it to anyone else, or I'd just upset people. Well, then we both misheard him, I said, which seems unlikely. I've known my dad all my life. And I know when he's lying. People started to filter in for the next period, sliding sympathetic glances at Kimber. Since it was our lunch period, we gathered up our things and walked out to the car, to my car, as we always did. I sat in the back seat, letting Kyle and Kimber take the front. Sitting in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. Kimber took a deep breath and continued, I know my dad is lying, and I know he has the letter. Boom! Are you sure? <laughs> Kyle asked. I could tell he was still terrified that some of the blame rested on him. Yeah, and I know it contains the the name Prescott. I don't even think... I I even... mm, I think I even know where it is. Prescott? Yet somehow I wasn't that surprised. He was the axis around which everything that was bad orbited. How do you know it says Prescott? Kyle asked. I heard my dad reading it once. I think he reads it a lot, actually. 
he was sort of sobbing and whispering the words and throwing things in his office. My dad. He hasn't been well. <laughs> uh, do you think she was having an affair with Jimmy Prescott? I shook my head. I'm guessing you need to think bigger than that, Kyle. I agree. Kimber said to, uh, to her hands in her lap. With everything we know about the Prescotts, I'm fairly sure this isn't about an affair. It's all connected somehow, don't you think? My dad was the love of my mom's life, but she only left a letter for me. I think that's somehow, I think that somehow I'm the one she wronged, not him, you know. I think she did something to me, or maybe she did it because of me. Kimber's voice broke over the last sentence, and Kyle pulled her over, kissed her on the top of her head, and whispered towards her that I whispered words that I couldn't hear. Hmm. So we need to get the letter, I said after giving him a minute. Yes, I really need to read it. Kimber's voice was still wobbly. Wobbly? Wobbly. Flabbery. How do we get it, I asked. If it's in the office, we just need to wait until her dad isn't home, Kyle said as he looked out the window. You don't think I thought of that? Kimber sighed. You fucking idiot. <laughs> never, he never leaves his office. Not since we got home from the hospital. He sleeps in there. He feeds the goat. He keeps it in there. I hear it bleeding, but... <laughs> uh, so we need to get him out. No. We... Do, 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 do you want to come out of the closet? No, we need to get. We need to rescue that poor goat. It's not being. I don't actually know if it's being fed, and the house is really starting to stink because I don't think he he just keeps it locked in that office. <clears throat> no, we need to get me in. Tomorrow is my mom's funeral, and half of Drisking will be there, including my dad, of course. I need to leave without him noticing and run home, <clears throat> so I can go through the office. Okay, that's easy. I said, without my dad noticing. I, I, I read that correctly, yeah. but I didn't have the proper intonation without my dad noticing. <laughs> and I need to be back by the end of the service. I mean, you still didn't have the correct intonation. No, no, I really didn't. Without we, my dad noticing. <laughs> <laughs> we both nodded but stayed silent because it looked like Kimber was weighing, was weighing saying more. <laughs> Yeah, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> My dad. He's been very cold, and I think, I think he blames me, Kimber finally said. That's bullshit, Kyle spat. Can you guys help me? Absolutely. Of course. Quick, to the Kyle Beal. We went the rest of the lunch hour creating a plan, far more strategic than the mission probably needed. Kyle and I would engage Mr. Mr. DeStaro in conversation, and then Kyle would get a text from Kimber telling him she was having a breakdown in the bathroom. Kyle would leave to go comfort her, and they would take my car to go to DeStaro house. I would stay behind and keep an eye on Kimber's dad while they were gone. I went to work that afternoon for the first time since Monday. Mira, (laughs) crusher of watermelons, uh... Uh, overseer of the Ophius, uh, <laughs> seemed to be in a much better mood and let me go home early since it was a Friday. I didn't sleep well, though. 
and I got up at 4 a.m. to go through my clothes looking for something dressy and black to wear to the funeral. I swear that while I was trying, the reason I didn't sleep well was just very faintly from somewhere off in the distance. I thought I could hear the distant strains of, you stay here with me. (laughs) (laughs) My dad came in before he left for work and found his disheveled, panicked teenage son looking helplessly through a hustler mag- through a pile of black clothing. He smiled pityingly and led me to his own clo- uh, closet. Since my dad and I not only had the same face, but the same build as well, uh, finding something suitable to wear was easy. I thanked him, and he asked me to apologize to Kimber for having to work through the service and that he sends his love. Andestaro's funeral was at the Episcopalian church on the other side of town. I picked Kyle up at nine and saw uh, he, he w- the the Episcopalian church that is on the other side of town, opposite the destroyed Catholic church. <laughs> hey, is Grand the, okay? the destroyed the the destroyed Catholic conquistador church? I, I <laughs> in Drisking for some reason. Um, yes. Look, I know, I know, I know. Graham Graham's tough as nails and survives literally everything. But I, I should always ask, "Hey, Graham Graham, are you?" Oh yeah, she's fine. She's just got her her herself up on the lazy boy right now. Ooh, that looks satisfying. Yeah, you just relax for a bit, Graham Graham. We got this covered. Um, I picked Kyle up at nine and saw he was also wearing a suit of his dad's, though he didn't fit it nearly as well, and he was constantly pulling at the sleeves and readjusting the waistline. Unfortunately for Kyle, he was much smaller than his dad. I'm sorry, he's dead. I'm going to come back to this. (laughs) Anyway, we parked as far away from the church as possible, where we hoped no one would notice a car leaving. When we went inside the church, we saw that Kimber would have... What's up? You know what? I'll fucking say it. That plays into my fucking theory, too. (laughs) The fact that Kyle is so much smaller than his dad, and uh, fucking uh, Sam is the same size as his dad, and they have the same face. I think that's hinting at the fact that Kyle's not actually related. Uh, you know, um, a lot of red-headed stepchildren in this story. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I um, don't know what's going on, because uh, apparently you're just, like, coming to a conclusion way before I am. I, I said my theory on the last episode. Anyway. No, yeah. Um, when we went inside the church, we saw that Kimber would have uh, wouldn't have to do much acting to convince people she was having a breakdown. Uh, we, she, they just sprayed her in the eyes with pepper spray. Oh God! <laughs> oh God damn it, Charlie! Uh, <laughs> uh, we found her at the back of the room, tugged into a chair, and a, a puddle of curly orange hair and tears. Aww. Kyle sat down next to her and pulled her into a hug. Jesus, Kimber, what's wrong? (laughs) I'm sorry. Kyle, did you, like, suddenly become fucking retarded? Well, luckily it looks like Sam addresses this. No, it's a... a, He's doing a... uh, like that, they're trying to get the distraction and everything, and he's he's like doing like really dumb acting. It's like, hey, Kimber, 
What's wrong? Why the long face? <laughs> he's trying so hard to get this plan to work, but he's the weak link in the whole thing. Leave it. But that's because Kyle pulls out of every plan they, they have done before that. Yeah, he's good at pulling out. <laughs> um, was that that was uh, my my that was me reading that bit, right? So it's Alan. I kicked his foot and shot him a look that said, "Really?" <laughs> Kyle bit his lip. I mean, ah. Fuck. Uh, there's no one here, Kimber whispered against his chest. My mom grew up here. My mom. She had hundreds of friends uh, in this town, and no one came. We looked around, and I had to admit, the turnout was sparse. A few groups of three or four people standing together. Kimber's dad, who sat in the chair opposite the room of his daughter with his head in his hands, and some family I recognized from barbecues at Kimber's house. Ex-Sheriff Clary and his wife Grace were there, standing with a few of my dad's deputies and talking quietly in the corner. I could see why Kimber was upset. As we waited for the service to start, I realized I'd never been to a funeral before. I wished that we'd had one for my sister, but I knew we could never could since Whitney was still legally alive. It made me sad to think that she would never be laid to rest. Only a few people, other... Uh, uh, only a few other funeral goers trickled in and the pastor began getting people seated for the service. I noticed the casket had a pulpit for the first time and was glad it was closed. Still, I had to wonder at the simple, unadorned, almost ugly coffin that had been chosen for Kimber's mother, uh, mom. I knew the Desteros had money, quite a lot of it, actually. It was an interesting, almost insulting choice. Poor Kimber. Kyle and I stood Kimber up, rude, and started over to the pews, but she stopped abruptly. I'm ready, she said, and brushed the hair away from her wet face. Ready for... To leave? Ready for to leave? (laughs) Ready for to leave? To leave? I can't be in here anymore. It's a disgrace to my mother. Kimber raised her head a notch, a nooch, and set her jaw. I uh, knew this look. Kimber Kimber raised her head a developer of Minecraft and Yes. Uh, I knew this look, and it meant there would be no reasoning with her. Uh, Kyle and I looked at each other. This wasn't the plan. It'd be a lot more obvious if Kimber was missing from the service, especially with the low turnout. You guys go over and say what we rehearsed to my dad. Kyle, I will text you in 30 seconds. Go. Kyle nodded and started over, and I knew we weren't arguing. Mr. Destro was finally standing, looking over at the front pew reserved for him and his daughter with hesitation. Mr. DeStaro, I said as we approached, I'm very sorry to hear about your wife. She was... Shit, I'd forgotten my lines. A great woman who raised a wonderful daughter, Kyle finished. Yeah. Yeah, he's bad. Do great women commit suicide, leaving their wonderful daughter alone in the world? I mean, I'm not looking after that dumb bitch. Ah, shit. The the ah, end quotes, the shit not. Yeah, ah, end quote, shit. Do great women jump off buildings and make spectacles of themselves and leave their families to deal with the publicity and the grief? 
Kyle's phone chirped. Thank God. Oh, that's Kimber. Kyle said a little too fast before he'd had time to actually look at his phone. Oh, man, she isn't well. Says she's crying and feeling sick. I'm going to go help her. No! Mr. Destro yelled so suddenly that Kyle dropped his phone on the ground where it made a loud clatter on the stone floors. Not you. You don't help my daughter. You don't even talk to her. He can go. And he pointed at me. Ah, okay. I stuttered. The plan had changed too much. I needed to somehow get the car keys from Kyle without being seen. Kyle gave me a shaky, subtle nod. And then he and Mr. Destro went to sit down. It was obvious Kimber's dad was keeping an eye on Kyle. Getting the car keys from him was going to be nearly impossible. I backed into the shadows at the back of the room while the pastor started the service. I texted Kyle four times asking for help, but he wouldn't dare touch his phone. He just stared straight ahead, flicking worried glances at Mr. Destaro every few seconds. After several minutes, I went to find Kimber to see if she wanted me what she wanted me to do, but she wasn't in our meeting spot by the back door. I f- the plan was falling apart. I pulled out my phone and sent her a text. How long have we been reading? Um... I don't know. <laughs> we're kind of we're, we're powering through this one, honestly. That's because of like how it's structured, so we haven't been analyzing that much. No. Um, or or do we want to get even, to the, crack, or like even the, cracking even yeah. cracking jokes that we're, much because it's just we're it it keeps going. We're engrossed. I think we're kind of engrossed at this point. I'm kind of feeling it. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah it's kind of cool. <laughs> It's like we, hey, how much energy do we need to expend being haha funny dumb jokes, and how much energy do we expend to expend actually being kind of sucked into the story? And I think it's a testament to the story that we're all just kind of trying to go, okay, then then what, then what, then what, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, dicks. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Alan. <laughs> hey, Graham, Graham, what are your opinion on dicks? No, no, don't shoot that hammerhead Shark Tank with a Ghirardoni air rifle. <laughs> She really has it in for hammerhead sharks. Yeah, yeah. She Man. don't take a bite out of the hammerhead shark. Oh, Jesus, whoa. I didn't think. I didn't think. Wow, her eyes are like rolling back in their head. I, I always wondered why your grandgram's eyes are like black, like a doll's eyes, but then now they're all white. Oh, now she's pulling out her claws. She had her claws sinked into the side of the shark. Oh, that's a lot of blood. Is your oh. grandgram? Is your Gramgram like a cryptid? <laughs> is your Gramgram? Is your Gramgram? Is your Gramgram some kind of evil fish monster? Your Gramgram doesn't my... happen to be from Innsmouth, is she? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's some Innsmouth blood in me somewhere. <laughs> uh, do um, let's keep going until we get to the next. What seems like the next logical, um, like sort of page break. What do you guys think? Okay. Yeah. All right. Pull out my phone and send her a text. Right. Uh, I me. That I think I read that. I think I read. I pulled out a phone and sent her a text. Or did I? No, no. Oh, I did. That was Alan. That was Alan. That was Alan. Me. Where are you? Me. Kyle is next to your dad, and I can't get the keys from him. I waited in the hallway, tapping my phone against my hand nervously. After a minute or two, my phone vibrated. Kimber, I'm sorry. I left without you guys. I had to get out of there. I'm so sorry. I'll be back before the end of the service. I promise. Shit. Me. Be safe. It was now 
imperative that I not be seen. I went to the men's bathroom, locked myself in the stall, and played with my snake, and played snake for the next uh, longest 20 minutes of my life. I knew the service wouldn't go on much longer, so I texted Kimber again. Um, I was imperative that I not be seen. How not to be seen? Uh, me. Snake. 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 <laughs> me. You on your way back yet? Did you find it? The Patriots. <laughs> um, I sat waiting, watching the minutes tick by. I texted her again. Me. I think the service is ending soon. Where are you? After another seven minutes of no response, I tried calling, but it w- went to voicemail. I tried again with the same result. I was getting nervous. I was about to try a third time when two people walked into the bathroom and my phone vibrated with a text. It was Kyle. The service was over. Kyle, Kimber has the keys. Why aren't you guys back yet? Did you find anything? I left the bathroom without washing my hands and received dirty looks from the two strangers at the urinals as the door closed behind me. I found Kyle staring out the window looking for my car. Kyle! He jumped. Where's Kimber? What did you guys find? I I don't know. She left without me. What the fuck? Why? Where is she? I don't know, Kyle. She left without me, I reiterated. She's not answering my calls or my texts. But where is she? Uh, Fuck, mine either. We have to keep an eye on her dad until she gets back. We're not the only ones, Kyle said, gesturing across the room. What the fuck is going on? Three men were talking to Kimber's dad in a corner across the room. Chief among them was Killian Clary, who was flanked by his two former deputies. Driskin's retired sheriff had his hands on Mr. DeStaro's arm and was speaking with him in an angry, hushed tone. Kimber's dad was shaking his head and desperately objecting to something. The two deputies walked out the front door of the church, and Mr. DeStaro sagged against Killian Clary, who was who sat him in a nearby chair. Something was happening. Oh, it was a happening. It will be a happening. Uh, the trees are going to get real angry. Call Kimber. Toxins. <laughs> Toxins? Toxins. Call Kimber now, Kyle said. I tried again, and this time the call rang twice and, went, and was sent to voicemail. I ended the call and threw up my hands, looking desperately at Kyle. <clears throat> By the way, this isn't my official uh, Alan Recommends, uh, but if you want to watch, uh, to me, probably one of my favorite SNL skits, uh, watch uh, Mark Wahlberg talks to farm animals. <laughs> <laughs> might, help now alleviate, talk- might help alleviate the tension. That's now I'm going to I'm gonna talk to a chicken. Hey, chicken, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Say, say hi to your mother for me, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what am I reading? Um, Again. Again, he said. Again, he said, and took out his own phone. I got the same result, but felt a jolt of relief when someone answered Kyle's call, but it wasn't Kimber. Phil, uh, what part of town are you in? I need a ride. It's an emergency. I waited. Yeah, man, I'm at Northridge Church as fast as you can. I'm with Sam. I owe you. I'll owe you. I thought that was going to be Phil for a second, so that's why I kind of was like, yeah, man. 
whatever. Kyle hung up and then immediately tried Kimber's phone. She's sending me a voicemail, too. We both stood at the window, anxiously waiting to see Phil's silver Mazda pull up. Kyle chewed his lip, and I tapped my phone. Come on, Saunders. We threw occasional looks back at Kimber's dad until Clary stood up and ushered the now inconsolable man out of the church. Suddenly, Kyle's phone chirped, and we both looked down to see Kimber's name flash on the screen. Kyle's knees nearly buckled in relief, and he sagged against the wall. Kimber, I found it. Oh, Brandon. Kyle opened the text and furiously typed a reply. Kyle, they're coming for you, Kay. We both stared at the phone, waiting for a response. And just as the sun blinded us as it reflected off of Phil's approaching silver sedan, we got one. Kimber, they're here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) It was the last message we got from Kimber. When Phil dropped us at the Destaro house, we found the front door unlocked and and no home. My car was sitting in the driveway, unlocked with the keys in the ignition. Kyle and I drove back to the church, but the funeral was over and the few people that had attended it were already gone. We drove back to Kimber's house again, but it was just as we'd left it and no one was home. Kyle had lost it by this time and was an absolute wreck. He'd called her so many times. I was sure he'd killed her battery. His calls went straight to voicemail and his texts were unanswered. After an half an hour of baking from Kyle, I finally called my dad. He answered immediately. Sammy? What's wrong? I could hear my dad doing a full split as he talked to me. He'd learned it from Sheriff Cleary. It's Kimber. She's gone, Dad. We've looked everywhere, but her and her dad are missing. She left the funeral early, and, and Killian Cleary was talking to her dad, and then Samson and Greg left, and I think they went to her house and they got her dad. I think they're still working for Cleary on the site or something, and I think they're doing something bad. She... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Come by the station and let's talk. I'll have a statement from you boys, and I'll set up a couple officers over to investigate the house right now. Just calm down, Sam. We'll handle this. I hung up and threw my car violently in reverse, jerking the wheel to the left as I hit the end of the driveway. Sam. Sam, how will you know? How will you know? How will you know? How will you know? How do we know we can trust the cops? <laughs> Kyle said, correcting himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, Kyle's a nervous wreck at this point. Yeah, I, I forgive Kyle a little bit for this. I'm not sure trusting the cops. I'm, uh, I'm not trusting the cops. I'm trusting my, da- my dad. I said, my words sounding hopeless, even to me. Do not trust... I turned into the sheriff's office, and Kyle was out of the car as soon as I slowed down enough to park. By the time I got inside, my dad had Kyle by the shoulders and was nodding solemnly at everything Kyle was telling him. When my dad saw me, he motioned for an officer to take us to his office. After a few minutes, he came in and sat down across the desk from us. Is this a good place to maybe break? Yeah, I feel like this is good. The tension is high, and we can see about, let's see, yeah, it's a decent halfway point, I think. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can stop here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's been a while since I've read this. Uh, been a while. The, uh, the sections like this remind me why I stayed engrossed in the story, you know? Yeah. 
Like, the tension is legit. You actually care about these characters. And so when when this comes up, like, the tension is actually really good, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, yep. It earned it. It built up to it, really. I mean, because when you have... When you're halfway through part three, you should have earned it by this point. So, uh, bravo, CK. You doing? You, you done? You done? You done good work. You done good work so far. Um, how are you feeling about your uh, your theory at this point, Alan? I'm feeling pretty good about it. Okay. Well, I mean, feeling pretty good about a pretty bad theory. Well. But yep. Know, yeah. Um. God, it's like it's it's hard to analyze. It's like I, I feel like I have to like I, I feel like I want to keep going, but for the sake of time, we we should we should pause here and resume in the uh, the near future. Um, so totally, yeah. I, I Wait, like... Graham, 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 don't go searching for the Loch Ness monster. It's a wild goose. Oh shit, she found him. Oh, she found <laughs> Nessie. <laughs> That's impressive. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I thought that those bags. Nessie's angry. <laughs> well, you know, I think she went a little overboard when she started using those bagpipes to try and summon him. So, yeah, yeah, Nessie's a she. Well, it, I, I, I feel that uh, it, it has something to do. It has something to do with Graham Graham having uh, hammerhead shark blood. Ah, that makes sense. It has something to do with Graham Graham having hammerhead shark blood running through her veins now. <laughs> I'm sorry for misgendering Nessie. <laughs> uh, um, I do I do think it might be interesting to do this. I opened up the first part of Baraska, and I want to read the first paragraph. It's a long story, but it's one you've probably heard before. This story is about a place that dwells on the mountains, a place where bad things happen. And you may think you know about the bad things. You may decide you have it all figured out, but you don't, because the truth is worse than monsters or men. So that's where we started for a reference point. Right, right. How does that start relate to where we are in the story currently? Um, <clears throat> well, I think it's setting us up to be... Uh, I mean, when you without context, but from before, you could it could really be anything. But now, now, could it... It's, you know... I feel like I shouldn't say too much because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that... Uh, the story is about a place that dwells in the mountains. That's definitely true. A place where bad things happen, quite evidently. And you may think you know about the bad things. You may decide you have it all figured out, but you don't. It's kind of vague, but the truth is worse than monsters or men. I'm not sure what that means. Does it say, like, monsters, I think, supernatural. Men, I think, ash can horror. Is it saying that it's something else? It's nature. I'm not, I'm not, They're it's all being nature. kidnapped by bears. Yes. <laughs> that sound everybody's hearing from the mountain is just a really loud bear going, Yeah! Fuck you! Yeah, I'm bear. <laughs> bear. Boraska? More like Bearaska. That's a good name for a gay bar. <laughs> Next, uh, that turns out years later, Drisking would open Bearaska based on the legend. They're only Drisking's only gay bar, uh, full of skinned men and shiny and gentlemen. And shiny gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your type? Are you into skinned men or shiny gentlemen? <laughs> is a shiny gentleman someone who who bikini waxes? 
someone who has nothing, whose who six Pokemon are all shiny. <laughs> that takes some effort. Uh, well, let's let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about plugs and shit. I don't really have much. I made my big announcement last time. So, uh, yeah, that, that that's still happening. Uh, Alan, it's time for the recommendation yeah. corner. Uh, Alan's recommendation corner. Uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend both Raid movies. Oh, shit. I've never seen Raid 2, but I have seen the first Raid. Yeah. Um, they are both very much worth checking out. Uh, two, two of the best uh, insane martial arts action films of all time. Um, absolutely check out the raid and the raid to redemption. Those guys have been um, recruited uh, more recently to like do a lot of fight choreography for a lot of a lot of films these days. I think they were involved in the more recent Star Wars movies. Call hmm. yeah. Um, I am going to recommend the Blade movies. Mm. Those came out in 1998, or the first one did, and they're really good. Go watch yeah. Blade. And I recommend that we uh, maybe finally talk about our spy foods. Oh, my God. Like, um, it's taken us long enough. We should probably actually get it out of the way, and we keep forgetting to do it. Right, yeah. Yeah. There's or we can talk problem, about though. Overwatch. Mm. We still didn't really get to talk about Brigitte. Brigitte. Yeah, so let's talk about Brigitte. Okay. Next time on Undercooked Analysis. Fuck! I'm Aaron. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. And I'm Rob. And we're the hosts of Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. So Aaron, what is Doughboys? Doughboys is this podcast hosted by Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell, who are two hilarious comedians, where they talk about chain restaurants every single week. So wait, what's Boys then? Boys is a podcast hosted by Aaron, Brendan, Brian, and Rob, four hilarious comedians who talk about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. Are we going to go to the same chain restaurants that the Doughboys are going to? I sure hope so, but if we don't, we're still going to record an episode. Do they have chain restaurants in Canada? <laughs> Some of them. So tune in to Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants, on BenviewNetwork.com. Every two weeks, to listen to Foughboys, the podcast about the podcast about chain restaurants. Hey, does Feral Audio know we're doing this? This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Ha, 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 ha.